This is Geek Gab with your hosts, John, Brian, and me, Danny Warpig. We are back. That's right, Geek Gab for Saturday, September 17th, 2016. I wonder if that was enough sibilance for you in the audience. Always warned about those S's when I was in uh, earning my communications degree. This is sad, folks. I actually have a degree in this crap. Can you believe it? I have a degree in radio and print journalism, and this is what I'm doing with it. Welcome back. This is episode 69, unless I lost track along the way somewhere, which I would not put that past myself. I just noticed that I am absolutely out of water at my desk. So what I'm going to do is ask a seemingly innocuous question of my good friend and co-host, John. And while he gives you guys a hopefully interesting answer, I'm going to walk across the room and grab some more water and not at all listen to what he has to say. I won't even hear a little bit of it until I go to listen to the show to upload it later. So, uh, John, uh, how was your week? Well, it's been a good week. A little bit slow, a little bit of sick towards the end, but you know what? We always geek every day. Um, big news is uh, get, I'm getting more and more good feedback on uh, you know I, my weekly D&D game um, for our guests and, and new people uh, listening. I'm actually a really new Dungeon Master. I think we're up to uh, seven or eight months now. Um, so every week I hear something good out of my players. You know, that's, that's like a plus for me. That's pretty good. There you go. Yeah, that, that's about as geeky as it gets, I think. I, it, it, we've mentioned a couple times at this show, we hit peak geek regularly. Oh, come on, man. That can't be as, as geeky as it gets. I mean, you actually, like, you watch tournament stuff on Twitch? Yeah, I mean, I can, I watch people play video games on Twitch in a, in a, supposedly competitive setting and Dungeons and Dragons. I, the, the only thing I don't do is listen to video game music remixes and uh, cosplay. Oh, oh, so you're, actually, you're such a poser. Oh, my God. I actually <laughs> do listen to video game remixes. I bought a whole album of instrumental performances of video game themes, and I am proud of that shit. Um, it's a good album, actually. I like fully two or three of the songs are in my regular playlist rotation. So, so there, take that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not afraid to say it. Uh, <laughs> Brian, how was your week? Busy. My week you're you're not to say awful. busy. My, my my week was it was busy, but um, that's excellent because um, I'm uh, rapidly chipping away at the block of stone that has my third novel hidden somewhere inside it and uh, the image is beginning to emerge. I'm about 65% done of the first draft. I want to get it out by Christmas. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with my progress. Excellent. That's awesome. Um, by the way, folks, that, uh, that strange voice you hear is today's special guest. We have another author special guest. Mm -hmm. I think it's the third week in the row. Uh, author Sky Hernstrom. Uh, by the way, hopefully next week, uh, Brian, who do we have lined up for next week? Next week, uh, if my memory serves, we have author Declan Finn. And then the week after that is Jeff Dunteman? Or is that not quite lined up yet? Well, we 
can definitely ask him uh, whenever he wants, basically. But yeah, we're on a roll. Oh, did I jump the gun on that? I know you sent me an email, and I thought I sent a reply that said something like, okay, that sounds good to me. Was I wrong? Did I not send that reply? Did I imagine that? Was I hallucinating that reply? Well, no, now the best part is that there's no way Mr. Duntevin's going to be able to say no. Yeah, he he just confirmed in the in the chat. So yeah, we're good to go. We're, we're all lined up. Okay, so you, we have Declan Finn next week, Mr. Dunteman the week after that. We're just lining up, lining up the superstars. And a good thing for all the people involved. The good thing for all the people involved is apparently this show is the high road to getting a dragon. Fully four <laughs> dragon award winners have been on this podcast. So if you want a dragon, come on the podcast and roll the dice with us. So. Uh, we're we're the kingmakers. We're the kingmakers here for the dragons. Hey, welcome, Sky. What uh, what are you up to, and, and when are you gonna get a dragon? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Oh man, that's uh, that's something uh, something to think about, man. That award is pretty awesome. I mean, it actually looks magical. You know what All I mean? All I do is it, sing to it and rub it with a diaper. True story. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna hatch eventually. I, I hope you have the facilities. I need two more. Oh, there you go. Let, let me ask you a question. Ooh, that was a George R. R. Martin reference. Oh, um, I got it. Did you, did you see the title for today's show, Sky? No, I did not, actually. Okay, the title for today's show is this. Mad Wizards, Doomed Knights, and Ancient Wrecks of Forgotten Starships. Oh, that's my power alley right there, man. That's, that's, so, that's where it's at. I want you to explain why I chose that as the description for the show for you to come on. Because I purposely chose that in an attempt to try and encapsulate. See, I was today's chosen reader. I was the person who was chosen to read this stuff so that at least one of the three of us would know what. You, Hello. you were the chosen one. You're, chosen. You're chosen to have your audio cut out. What? Did it cut out? <laughs> Just a second. It, it cut out at the best parts, too. Oh, man. So, right. so why don't you go ahead and explain why I might have chosen those phrases to describe your work? Well, because I, uh, the palette I'm working in is, is the hardcore tropes, the stuff we love. You know, I love mad wizards. I love heroic warriors. I love beautiful women. You know, I, I want to get down, and I want to really get into the core the absolute core of um you know the atavistic sort of elements of fantasy you know the sorcerers are evil you know your knight is good and you have bad knight whatever you know uh princesses wizards the whole thing you know i want i want fairy tales and uh we're talking about spaceships i want spectacle i want you know i just you know i want to get my mind blown i want to have a good time you know and uh for me, that's it's all about getting right into, um, you know, the core. You know, the the, you know, say it again, the tropes that we all love. So, you know, I've got in that uh, book that you uh, took a peek at, that Thune's Vision. You know, we've got we've got a sorcerer trying to cheat death. We've got a, a black knight versus a white knight. Um, you know, I play around a little bit with some sort of anthropological science fiction. That was fun. That was a departure. And then we go into a, a saga, you know, a proper saga taken right from Germanic myth about uh, a man who's given Odin's spear, you know, and for me, like, uh, 
you know, everyone's constantly talking about how to move the genre forward, how to, how to make it relevant or make it vital or make it somehow uh, important in, in the context of this minute. And I want to take the genre and I want to make the context important. I want to make it important in the context of a thousand years ago and a thousand years from now. And it's going to be the same types of stories. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, I almost feel oddly hermetically sealed away. You know what I mean? It, it's just, uh, it's been a strange, you know, I just, just started this a couple years ago and it's, it's just been weird, man. You know, it's been weird. It's been great. It's been great. I'm not complaining, but, uh, you know, I started to look at, you know, okay, you know, I'm 43, you know, I'm not uh, running around like I used to. This is a great time to sit down and try to start writing, try to get these things out. And I look around and I'm like, wow, you know, I don't, I'm not grokking anything what's going on. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not, don't feel a part of it. So, but, you know, I got to stay, stay in my lane here, stay with what I'm doing. And that's, that's what comes out, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different stuff, and that's all great. And, like, um, you know, Brian's doing that wonderful sort of, uh, that science fiction that, uh, how, how do I? It's hard to describe. Yeah, but, it, so it's new, it's original, it's great. But, you know, but, but you're telling a story, and, you know, it's fundamentally a story. You know, you're not trying to. Um, you're exploring things and you're, you're having fun and you're mixing things up a little bit, but um, not with the purpose of destroying the genre. You know what I mean? You, you're just, you're yeah. just doing your thing. You know what I mean? Amen, brother. You do your thing. I did my thing. It's all good and, and weird and good. Yeah. Like you were yeah, getting at, are definitely not mutually exclusive. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I just want spectacle you know, I want, I want to see things and feel things. And, and, you know, you put it into prose and you do your best to try to ensure that the reader is, is getting what you're getting out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it sounds like you're, you're sort of trying to rediscover what it is about the ancient stories, the, the ancient tropes and the tales that, you know, appeal across time. Would yeah. you say that's fair? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would, with the caveat is I'm certainly not trying to do it in any sort of scholarly fashion, you know what I mean? Just trying to um, root in there and have a good time, you know, like, uh, you know, like the, sto the first story in there, the um, Challenger's Garland. So I've got a, uh, you know, I've got um, the, the champion of the King of Death. You know, that's just, just sounds cool right there, you know what I mean? And uh, he has a dream. <laughs> And it's pointing him down a certain path. Other people, uh, you know, the king of death and his uh, trickster brother, they, they sort of know where this is going, but he doesn't know where it's going because he's so in the zone, so into who he is. And then he meets the white knight and he has to fight the white knight. And you know, I'm not going to spoil it, you know, for the throngs of people are going to run out and grab and buy this and read it. But, um, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. But I, I just, I'm just so, so attracted to these um these core elements, you know what I mean? It's a black knight. A black knight fighting a white knight. You know what I mean? I mean, you can... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
uh, for those of you who, who want to, I have included a link to Sky Hernstrom's uh, Amazon page in the description below the video, and that'll also come up in iTunes uh, and all the other places you can download this later. Just do a uh, get info in the description, and you'll be able to find a link to his Amazon page, so you'll find Thune's vision there. You'll find the episode, uh, the uh, issues of Kursova magazine that he'll uh, be in there, and uh, Kursova just hit its funding a stretch goal for issue number three. There's going to be a bonus story by Sky Hernstrom in issue number three now, which uh, should be going out uh, in the next week or week and a half. So uh, be sure to check that out. That Again, that is in the description. If you want to buy Thun's Vision, which I recommend, I'm about uh, 53%, 54%. I'm right in the middle of the tale of the guy who got the spear from Odin. So it's a great great story. It's a, a very enjoyable book. So by all means, check out uh, Kursova issue number two. He's got a great story in there and also Thune's vision link in the description. Go back to you. Awesome. Thank you. That's fantastic. Yes. Um, so, you know, um, I don't know. I just feel without setting out to do this or without, um, you know, wanting to be in any sort of opposition or anything, but I definitely don't feel plugged into science fiction and fantasy, fantasy, you know, literature the way a lot of the ways and a lot of the directions it's being taken in now. And not that I want people to stop, you know, you write whatever you want to write, you know what I mean? You have a good time, you find readers, you know, it's all, it's all good. But, you know, I just feel like uh, definitely kind of out of step, you know what I mean? And here's the, here's the thing. People like uh, us who are really enjoying this sort of pulp renaissance that's been kicked oh, off awesome. the last two or three years, we don't want to take stuff away. You know, if people want to go out there and write all the social justice fantasy they want, that's their choice. All we want to do is write some good, fun, exciting old-fashioned fantasy and science fiction and enjoy it. We don't care about shutting on other people's stuff. We just want to write yeah. and read stuff that we love and that is great. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's absolutely just like in the case of Brian's work. I mean, in the case of Brian's work, it's highly original to boot. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're having your cake and eating it too. Yeah, we we kind of come at this from uh, different perspectives. We, we take different approaches to try to salvage sci-fi. I was just um, interviewed by the Puppy of the Month book club, and they asked about this. And I totally appreciate what the pulp revival is doing because I'm totally with you. I've, I feel alienated by the contemporary sci-fi scene because I think it's a branch, the branched off of the main tree of the pulps and it's a dead end. It's, it's, it's dead. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, go know, ahead. Go ahead and spring yeah, that. It's just so much of it. Like, um, yeah, I never think to come up to somebody and say, Hey, you're doing this wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but that's that's kind of the tone right. out there, and it's just it just really rubs me the wrong way. You know what I mean? It's just so weird, and um, you know, it, there there could be nothing easier than avoiding my work. You know what I mean? Like it's just who cares? You know what I mean? So uh, it's just it's just a real strange. It's 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 an extremely good time to be a writer right now with all the avenues and venues and things that are opening up. And on the other side, it's a really weird time to be a writer. You know, really weird time, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're creating a product for people's enjoyment, 
you know, you find readers or you don't. You know, that's it. I, it, then it but then it gets really weird and complicated, you know. Yeah, yeah and we're, whereas uh, the Pulp Revival is like that old, I, I think it's a, a loose quote, that when you're about to head off the cliff, the first person to turn back is the first one to start making progress. And you're, you're going back to the source, you know, and yeah, so then striking out again on a, a new branch. I'm coming. I'm kind of coming at it sideways, because uh, less than the old pulps. My, my main exposure to the pulps is mainly Lovecraft, and then a couple of Robert E. Howard stories. And then, other than that, you know, my like, yeah. Campbellian mm-hmm. sci-fi. Fantastic. Yeah. Frank Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. But then my main influences are like Japanese anime, gaming, video game JRPGs. D&D, like Warhammer 40k, right, right. which took a lot of those same elements, but then filtered it through a really weird, to us in the West, cultural set of archetypes. So like Neon Genesis of Evangelion, Hideaki Anno, was basically trying to do an animated version of Clark's Childhood's End, but filtered through the Japanese perspective, right, right. and he wasn't afraid to add like, just overt Christian imagery, which would definitely get you pigeonholed into some niche markets over here. Yeah, but he came up with yeah something that was greater than the sum of its parts, and that is more what influenced me. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's like a um, that's all I got. What's the word I'm looking for? Synthetic, synergistic, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, synthesis. Yeah, yeah. And my my primary influences, which are really obvious, um, obviously Jack Vance. Um, I guess I I guess I write two kind of stories. I I write. You know, an adventure story, a weird story, a fairy tale story, and then uh, like the the novella in issue two, Images of the Goddess, that was just like a pure fancy and sort of romp. You know, it's just just um, let's let's just imagine it's four hundred thousand years in the future. We have this bizarre uh, quest with a really goofy payoff at the end, and let's just walk through uh, these environments and. You know, as you're writing, it's like, okay, it's starting to drag. Boom, something's got to happen. Something happens, you know, building off everything you've done. And just it just rolls along. And in the end, it, you know, you got 20,000 words, you know, and it's a blast. So, so you know, coming from Vance, Howard, um, especially stories like Challenger's Garland or uh, um, what's another good one? Um, the Gift of the Men, which was in Kirsova, issue one. That's that's kind of like my uh, Lord Dunsany side. Yeah, I love which that brings story. Up a funny, yeah, I love it. Was, that was just really fun. And that, that was, you know, it started out like, a, okay, I, you know, I want to do a barbarian. And then at the end, it spins off into this bizarre, cyclical Oswald Spangler thing. And, you know, just go where it takes you. And it was just, you know, immensely satisfying. And what was that in? Oh, that was in the Kirsova one. Okay. This guy gets a, uh, well, I won't say, but he gets, uh, <laughs> runs into these mushroom men and they want to do them in and uh, they make a little deal. And uh, it just goes off from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're crazy, like mad artists and oh, yeah, that like, guy. wolves and golems. And it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Maneon, the last. You know, I don't know if you guys have read Oswald Spangler, but, um, you know, very, these ideas about how civilizations are cyclical, you know, no matter what you do, you know, you succeed and then that 
that enter, you enter a period of decline and then it's over. Then your ruins, you know, the people are digging up. So this whole Spangler vibe running through where, uh, and, you know, the gift he gets enables him to sort of um, have visions and play with time. So that really throws that whole cyclical aspect into it. Ends up just a tiny bit of Twilight Zone at the end. But, uh, you know, yeah, it all. The twist. Yeah, it was such a good time. Yeah, it's just like, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, you kind of nosing around and you're talking to other writers, listening to other writers. Like, uh, obviously, it's work. It's hard work. But it's just so fun, man. It's so fun. You know, I just, like, it's, it comes out of nowhere. Like, uh, it's just so, it's such a satisfying process. Like, in, uh, you, so you read often in The Priestess, Mr. Warpig. So that, that story, uh, this guy has to go on a quest and he has to cross a barrier that's hanging above oh, a yeah. river. Yeah. Yes, I do. So, so the, the, how you get under the river is, you know, you need to breathe underwater. So how do you breathe underwater? It is a gift that's bestowed upon you for kissing the sea witch. So Afan goes to see the sea witch. And of course, she wants something in return, you know, whole big thing. So he goes under the barrier. And now I'm spoiling everything. Don't even buy it. Who cares? I'm spoiling it. So uh, he goes under the barrier, and then he meets um, sort of that 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 whole story is about a civilization that's split in half. And one side is really aggro, and the other side is too not aggro. You know. So when he gets over to the other side, the nice place, which is starting to run down too, because there's no real spark there. Um, he fights their champion and uh, overcomes him, but he gets uh, they 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 kind of double cross him. And um, what are they going to do with him? They're not necessarily violent, so they say drown him. So they go and they hold his head under underwater in this in lily pond. And uh, of course, he can breathe underwater. They don't know that, you know. So you know, I, I I'm not going to sit there with a notebook and try to figure this out. You know what I mean? So I'm writing it, and it just happens. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just so, it's so, you know, I can't, I can't talk enough about how wonderful this process is. You know what I mean? And it all just comes from just letting go, just letting, letting it happen. I love hearing that. It's like, it sounds like when, when authors say, you know, the characters just write themselves. They I love do. hearing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Agatha Christie. I'm not going to sit there and. Think about the the fingerprints on the hammer and have it all charted out. That's just not me. That's wonderful. It's that, if that's you know a lot of people work like that. It's fantastic, you know. But I just let it happen, man. You know, just let it happen. I got to get into a this sort of state of mind. I don't know about how you work, but I, like I use music a lot. Um, music a lot, and uh, I try to read a lot of nonfiction. Actually, you know, like I just finished this massive like. 800, 600 something page book on Stalin. So the next story I write, you know, the next time I got a, I want, I need a tyrant, you know, I got a tyrant in the bank right now. You know what I mean? You know, stuff like that, you know, so such a good time. But we, we should, uh, we should definitely talk more about, uh, Kirsova though. You know, I'm over here talking about hanging out and having a good time and listening to music, but, uh, you know, Guys like Alex, you know what I mean? I mean, just wakes up one day and he says, I'm going to make a magazine. And bang, he's got a magazine. Three issues out, fourth one in the can. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's that's the guy that's 
and there's others out there too. The, you know, these are the guys, these are the, the Che Guevara's of the pulp revolution. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's just fantastic. It is. And like uh, Nicole was pointing out on the Superversive SF live stream we did for this, he and I are two of the first people to ever win a Dragon Award. Yeah, it's and amazing, man. Thanks. And That's we indie cool. published the books of the one originally. Yeah, yeah. It's now's the time, man. You know what I mean? You know, we don't have to we don't have to scratch at the gate and, and beg for scraps, man. You know what I mean? You just no, do it. You don't have don't wait to be chosen. Don't ask for permission. Just do it just right. Yeah. You know, if you stink, no one no one cares. It's fine. You know what I mean? You know, big deal. And uh, but it, it's it's opening up. It's 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 really awesome. I mean, some of the uh, all the stuff in Kursova has been awesome. You know, I don't have uh, don't think I have the time to go through everything. But if you're in Kursova, you're awesome. You're a friend of mine. But some of these guys, like I never like Misha Burnett. I I never heard of that guy. You know what I mean? And he's in there. He, he's got a couple novels out. He's doing his thing. It's awesome. You know, we're talking about the human condition. You know, I'm watching Basic Cable, and he's got, like, the platinum package with all the pay channels. You know what I mean? <laughs> These guys are just – you know, I was reading uh, the second issue. Is it sec yeah, it was the second issue. I'm reading it, and there's a guy fighting a shark. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I'm on the bus. I want to say, hey, man, hey, uh, this guy's fighting a shark. You know what I mean? People are going to think I'm nuts. I mean, come on, man. That's That's what it's about. That's what – you know that these are the, the we're we're getting back to the 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 joy that I had as a kid, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. The joy that I had just going through paperbacks, finding stuff, finding these these nuggets, and just just throwing yourself into it, and, and just just having such a good time. You know what I mean? And that's all coming back. You know, thank God. Amen. And everything you said makes total sense. Even there's a guy fighting a shark. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I was on a bus and someone said that, I'd be like, right on. Yeah, like, give Did me some of that, man. Yeah, that's the sensitive part. The guy's fighting a shark. Stop the bus. You know, <laughs> come on, man. I don't know. It's just so. It's just so funny how uh, you start this process and I look around. I'm like, oh man. You know, you look around at the establishment publications and stuff, and you got a lot of talented people doing a lot of stuff. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't ever publicly insult anyone's work. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, you know, I'm wearing bell bottoms, and everyone else has got skinny jeans and skinny ties and stuff, you know. But it don't matter no more. You know what I mean? It's awesome, you know. You know, just, just you know, go ahead, take the risk, put it out there, put it on the line. You know, people emailing me, hey, this is great, I read this, this is great, you're going to do more with these characters. Well, I didn't think I would, because, but you emailed, so yes, I am. You know what I mean? It's just, it's been it's really, really wonderful. It's energizing to hear how jazzed you are about this, because that, that excitement that transfers, that carries over to the readers. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot like, of readers are excited about what's going on. It's difficult, because I don't want to, it's like, I'm not like over an amber with my own work. I'm not sitting around like, Think, oh man, I'm the greatest. You know what I mean? But, but you know, my work, you know, it's deeply personal. It's coming. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there, and I'm reading it, and like some scenes and some things that happen, like, uh, you know, I'll kind of tear up. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm really getting into it. You know what I mean? And like that's, you know, why even bother doing anything if you're not going to be passionate about it? You know? Right. 
yeah. absolutely. So it, it's interesting to I'm hear about full ramble mode now. No, that I'm rambling. Well, it's going to get worse because I've got a question. So, <laughs> am I correct in thinking that you're you're uh, an organic writer or a gardener or a, a pantser instead of an outliner? Would, would that be right? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm a pantser. Absolutely. I think that was uh, Larry. Pan All right, pants. Yeah, uh, I don't write from an outline. I'll tell oh, you what. I, I thought you meant like writing without pants because that's that's what I would do. I would do that. Well, everyone does I'm not, that. I'm not wearing pants now. I, that, I don't know if that's germane to the discussion, but uh, inhibitions behind. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah. So uh, I I got I started. This all started for me around the way back in 2013. Okay, if, you know if you could cast your minds that far back. So a uh, friend of mine's like, you know, we're always talking about writing, always kicking around, always thinking about it. And this buddy of mine's like, hey, let's start writing short fiction. So, all right, the hell with it. I never really tried it. Start writing short fiction. This is extremely fun. So, you know, sell a piece, sell a piece, having fun, kind of working up my stock, which is all out there now. I got, I just got a whole bunch of fragments I'm working on now. So, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, okay, I want to be a big boy now. Let's, let's try to write a novel. So I outlined this whole thing out. And I get about 30,000 words, and I was like, this is lifeless, lifeless dreck. You know what I mean? Like, the idea is sound. The idea that I had that the whole thing that's that's moving this end, you know, thing, it's all good, but this is lifeless. So I just I I shit canned it, and you know I'm gonna take that idea and start over. Uh, but yeah, I gotta yeah, I just gotta do it. I wish I was an outliner because I think you I think probably in the long run you'll be more productive that way. You know what I mean? And it's not like I wait around for the muse to hit me. You know, I can sit down and force myself to write. You know. But uh, it, having said that, I, I just not not had good luck with the outlines or anything like that. But no, uh, you, you, Brian probably has to work from an outline because those are. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's like you know it's it's a very involved and a very um, intelligent sort of work. You know what I mean? It's hard to imagine that that's just. Well, I thought, pants. I thought Nathaniel was so complex. I'm pretty sure he works from multiple spreadsheets. Yeah. Whoa, spreadsheets. Whoa. <laughs> no. Man, that's, I'm, that's serious. Yeah, that, that's way too tech-savvy for me now. Several notebooks. Several spiral-bound, college-ruled notebooks. We are. We are running out of time. So oh, no. Last oh. thoughts all the way around. Uh, any last words from Sky? Hey, no. Just say thanks for having me. Uh people checking stuff out people checking out everybody's work you know much love for all that thanks to uh alex you know uh thanks to all the people i'm talking to on all this google plus that i don't even know what i'm doing um you know like thanks for having me thanks for buying congratulations on the dragon uh you know just get out there and, and find find what you like and, and love it and have a good time man um any last words brian yeah, definitely go check out Sky's work. Check out Krasova. Check out my work, uh, Ethereal, and its Dragon Award-winning sequel, Soul Dancer, available now. And if you've already read them, uh, go ahead and shut up an SJW critic by leaving a review. Hey, chop, chop on number three there. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. get right back to that. Yeah. All, the, all the press and all the conventions and everything. I forget what it's all about. It's about number three. <laughs> any uh, any last thoughts, John? 
Well, uh, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, Sky. It was really great hearing from you. And I'll be sure to check out your work now. All right. Hey, appreciate it very much, guys. All right, folks. Uh, once again, uh, Sky has a story in issue number one of Kursova, issue number two of Kursova, and issue number of Kurs- three of Kursova. Uh, he also has a book out, Thune's Vision, uh, and you can check all those out. They're linked to from his Amazon page, which is in the description. Our homepage you can get on the web on is.gd slash geekgab, that is is.good slash geekgab, or you can get right on iTunes, do a search for geekgab and subscribe to the podcast there, or you can go to soundcloud.com, do a search for, oddly enough, and I know this is going to surprise you, so hold on to your chairs, geekgab, you can find us right on SoundCloud or on Google Play. We do the show about once a week. Uh, or so, give or, give or take some uh, outages for various things. This is episode 69 for Saturday, September 17th. And once again, the title, because I love the title, because uh, Sky Hernstrom's work is awesome. The title for this show has been Mad Wizards, Doom Knights, and Ancient Wrecks of Forgotten Starships. We have to sign off for today, folks, but don't worry. We will be back.